0: Your honey, all alone with me. Just because you're blessed with cash doesn't mean your honey won't let me finesse this. You see, the views moral and of the story is a woman need love. The kind of so called players never dreamed of. You got to drive up, play a You play your hand, then it's the bye bye. And, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Florida Radio staff, management, andor owners. Fuel discretion may be advised. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the greatest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Because I Have a Live Mic here on Fluent Radio. What's good, everybody? Back again after a little brief incidents we've had between getting sick and you being sick. Uh, we back at it again. We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk about everything coming from the NFL Championship Series this week. And we got the Baltimore Ravens versus Kansas City Chiefs. We got Detroit Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to cover everything on that. Uh, but I do want to hit up some stuff first before I get to that. Um. So we got a, some few things in basketball, right? Like basketball is kind of wrapping up now. That the NFL is kind of slowing down. So a lot of things have happened recently in the basketball world. Um, one of the big things I think happened just recently, actually, just happened, is the Milwaukee Bucks hiring Doc Rivers as their new head coach. They fired their head coach recently, and into which I think is a lateral move, so to speak, to go get Doc Rivers um for those you don't know you know doc rivers the of course the nba champion with um boston celtics you know he's coached for like orlando boston the clippers you know most recently he was in philadelphia with joel Embiid. um the reason why i call this a lateral move is that it doesn't answer the need that the bucks have which is defense and like death right like Ever since the trade for a Dame, right? Like which has kind of kind of worked in their favor right now, like, like they're number two in the East right now. Um they still haven't had the thing that they missing when trading away Drew Holiday, who I think is one of the few people in the NBA that can guard at every position, right? From point guard to center, right? Like I think he can guard every spot on the floor. And when you traded him away, I think defensively you lost a lot of that. Right, like, Dame is a great shooter, but he's not really been known for his defensive president. Giannis has never been, like, outside of, like, a few blocks and everything. Like, Giannis is not, like, impossible not to score on. So, like, when you look at it from that spot, like, it doesn't fix the issue that they have right now, right? Like, you do get a championship coach uh, with experience on coaching, like, superstars and, you know, kind of, you know, bigger teams with Doc Rivers coming from, you know, Clippers with Lob City, <clears throat> You know, most recently, you know, coaching James Harden and, you know, Joel Embiid in Philly, which, okay, again, he knows how to coach those guys. But the only problem is he only knows how to get them to, like, maybe the second round in the NBA playoffs, right? And if you're Milwaukee, you're trying to get to back to the championship round. Like, that's why you go out and you go grab Dame, right? Your best-case scenario is to win a title at this point. And right now, I think that's just a lateral move with it because – Doc has not really been proven to that he can actually win when it counts, right? Like, yeah, he get he may get you to the playoffs, he may get you like a top, you know, top three seed, but the problem with Doc is he hasn't been able to get you over that hump. Right? Like he couldn't do it with Joel and Bede. What makes you think he's gonna do it with Giannis and Dame, right? And yeah, I think it's a little bit different here because I think I think Dame and Giannis have more chemistry than you know, James Harden. Andro Lombi, because, you know, Dame actually wants this. He actually wants a title. Uh, James kind of doesn't. But I just don't know if he can get everything out of this team, right? He still doesn't fix the issue of death, right? Like, they don't have a lot of depth coming off the bench. You know, Chris Middleton isn't getting back to his, you know, form after his injury to where he's becoming like that third, fourth option. And after, you know, Robin, uh, yeah, Robin Lopez, they really don't have anybody else that can kind of. You know, score, right? So that was going to be the issue, not the fact that they can't really coach, right? Like, the coach was fine, right? He had him at, like, number one in offense. He had him, like, top 10 in, like, four different categories. But I just think I think the pressure is now on that front office in Milwaukee to kind of make a big move and kind of get that establishment to where it got to get back to, like, a championship-level team. So we'll see how this goes. Um, he's not their coach now. He won't be coach. He probably won't be there until maybe after like after all star break. Like he's not he like they're hired him. Um they're not gonna be the head coach right away. I think he may end up being it, like I said, they may get him acclimated and introduced to everybody probably, you know, in a few more days. Like he just happened today. So it may happen today. They may have a press conference later on today to introduce Doc to the you know the new organization. Uh, and then, like I said, he made coach probably, maybe even after the All Star break. We'll see, but it won't be like instantly. Um, but at the moment, like I said, this doesn't separate them. I think they're still at the same position they were at the beginning of the year, right? They're still a, going to be a top ten team, right? They're going to be a top three team between Philly and Boston, right? It's going to be those two, those three teams battling out for number one. I just don't, I just don't see it separating them from anybody else. I think it was a lateral move, like I said. And I think it was just kind of get a name value coach to be like, yeah, you know, we got Doc Rivers now. And I'll say this, if Doc doesn't win with this squad, Doc may be on ESPN in the next two years. Right. Like you're going to see him on ESPN or NBA TV because this is his last chance to kind of win. Because you how many coaches do we see Go from superstar, 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 and not have a title from it within any of those time frames, right? Like, to have the names that Doc is at, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, James Harden, Joel Embiid, now Giannis and Dame, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Like, all of those, like, names that are either top 75 players or Hall of Fame players, right, and only have one title to really speak of it, that's damning for his career, right? And if... He can't win with this squad right now. I'm not saying he has to win it today or this year. I'm saying, like, in the next two years, if he can't win a title in the next two years, I think Doc is done coaching in the NBA. I think he, like I said, he's a fantastic coach. He can get you to the playoffs, that's for sure, right? He can get you there. It's just can he get you over that hump, especially for a guy that's 6-10 and 10 in Game 7 games, right? With the names you had to be 6-10 and 10 in Game 7s, that's not good right like it's amazing that he still gets these opportunities I think again it's the name value I think people put too much value on the name and not enough on the resume uh, but for him to get another opportunity it has, he has to win in the next two years right like this puts not only a bigger time clock on that Bucks team it puts a bigger time clock on Giannis it put a bigger time clock on Dane and now Doc Rivers if they don't win it in the next two years this thing will not be pretty Right, like We will be back on here talking about how they may end up not only breaking this team up, but Giannis may leave, right? Because Giannis is strapped with that contract, right? Like Milwaukee is strapped with his contract for a while. Dame only went there because that was his best opportunity to win a title. And Doc is going there because he sees the same as Dame. This is the best opportunity I have to win a title. If I can get Giannis back to being like the top, you know, 15 player that he was before and I can get the best out of Dame, right? They can win this title. But he got to do it in two years. It's gonna be hard, buddy. Um, speaking of things that are gonna be hard to kind of defend yourself with, so recently, uh, Kevin Durant just got on. You know, he was on. You know, I don't want to say like TV. He was at a press conference, and he was upset because he wasn't considered in the goat conversation. He said that you know the, oh, my name's never really brought up in the goat conversation. And he was wondering He was always wonder, Like why is my name Not brought up And I'm like I can tell you why You're not the GOAT <laughs> Right Like Michael The reason why Like Michael Kobe LeBron Are always interchangeable As the GOATs Is because They won their titles Right Like you can say Whatever you want About LeBron You can say Hell he chased the ring He went to Miami Chased the ring Whatever right He went back to Cleveland And won a ring Again When people say Like well Kyrie won the ring He hit the shot Guys 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 Come here Come here nobody wins a title by themselves everybody has help steve kerr hit a shot that had made jordan win one of those titles guys guys guys. robert Ori hit a shot to help kobe win his title so it's okay to have other people hit the shot to win the title i know historically y'all like to think about you know oh i just remember when he won the shot you know he hit the shot to win the title right ron artest ron artest won kobe's last title for him It's okay to have other people do it for you. The problem is with Kevin Durant, he ran to the team that beat him. Again, people forget, OKC had Golden State on the ropes. They were up 3-1 and choked in a Game 7 to lose. And then not a month later, you don't tell nobody, but you dip and go to Golden State to get a title. He was soft as Charmin, bro. Like, that's why nobody cares about your title in your resume. And then when you talk about, oh, you know, no one talks about my resume. Yeah, it's because, bro, your resume is soft. You went there, you go to Golden State, a team that, by the way, was 73 and nine without you. You go there, you win two titles, congratulations, right? Then you say, oh, you know, then you try to venture off on your own. You go to Brooklyn, right? Like, okay, cool. They had to build a super team for you to even compete, and then you didn't even get out of the second round of the playoffs. Twice you got bumped, right? And then you go to uh, Phoenix, and you built yet another super team. And right now, there are rumors that you probably want out of there. You do not have that dog in you to be considered a GOAT, right? You can say what you want about LeBron. LeBron developed the dog later on in his career, right? It came about later on, right? Like, LeBron, if you you can't argue later on in his career, LeBron is probably somebody that you want closing out the game, right? Because, again, he doesn't make the flashy play. He doesn't make the, you know, the Hall of Fame plays that everybody thinks. He, he makes the smart plays. That's why he was such a winner. Like, that's why he's in the final. That's why he got to, like, ten finals. Like, yeah, he lost them, but he got to ten of them, though. But, like, with you, Kevin Durant, is you kept running from every problem that you had, right? Giannis got too hard, so you upped out of the east and went to the uh, west again. And now you got a Yoker and uh, Denver to run into, right? Now, when you thought you had a team in Phoenix, when the answer was you needed some depth, you got deep players. Now y'all still don't look like a challenging team to anybody. It's you, dog. I hate to break it to you. It's you. You don't have that dog in them. You don't have that mentality of, This is my team. I'm going to take control of it and I'm going to will it to victory. Right? Like we're going to talk about this guy later, but Patrick Mahomes is like that. He is like that. He took that team and said, we are going to win this game. You don't have that in you. You do not have that winner's mentality in you. That's why you're not considered a GOAT. That's the only real answer why you don't get considered in that GOAT conversation with a lot of other people. Like, you need to stop this we've done this before with you you are not him you are not him bro <laughs> just chill like your goat status you're going to go down it's probably one of the greatest shooters of all time one of the greatest scorers of all time right but you are not going to be in that conversation of goat conversation right like you are not going to be in that it's i'm sorry right it was like everybody just needs to accept that factor right it's okay it's okay you're going to be fine, Kevin. You're going to eventually, maybe you may win another title. I don't know if you win another title as a player, though. I think you might win one as maybe, you know, maybe again, maybe a front off executive or something like that. But you're probably not going to win one as a player again. no, you're that title reign for you is kind of done with. Um, before we get to the NBA, uh, NFL playoffs, I do want to talk about this. Um, you know, it's weird, right? When you famous family members get on like. Twitter or X or whatever y'all calling it nowadays and talk about like people, right? So some drama is going on in Dallas, you know, right now, of course, Dallas, of course they lost, right? I didn't have to be here to tell y'all that Dallas was going to lose, right? Like you can say whatever you want. Green Bay has complete ownership of Chicago and Dallas, right? Like they have already, they are like, if this was a monopoly, they have like boardwalk, they have one corner and then they have St. James Place. They got... Ownership of two you know two cities Right now right because they will completely always And utterly own uh Dallas They'll probably not own Chicago Forever Chicago's coming coming By the way hopeful thinking Um but no uh, Of course Dallas lost in the playoffs and For a while it wasn't looking Good you know Dallas looked a little Shell-shocked right they didn't really score Until like the third and fourth quarter Of the game and they kind of got it back to Being close and but again kind of failed Um so it came out, CD Lamb's mom said, CD again, I will tell you this, right? I am so happy my mom is old and doesn't know what Twitter and Facebook is. Like she has one, but she doesn't do nothing with it. Like she has one, like posting stuff is gonna be like, it's like a process with her. So thank God she doesn't have that, right? Because CD Lamb's mama came on there and texted and uh, tweeted or uh, Facebook post, uh, Dak ain't it. And then you have Micah Parsons' brother, Terrence Parsons, go up there and say that Dak probably should either restructure his contract, take a team, you know, friendly cut, so that way they can get some more money to kind of get him some more help uh, or leave. Again, also glad my mama don't know how to do a podcast either. I'm going to tell y'all this right now. Like, take some of that stuff away from y'all family because they're going to mess up the bag for a lot of y'all. Then Dak Prescott's brother came out, which again, he gonna defend his family. He said, "If I had the opportunity, we would be gone. Like if there was a place for us to right now to leave, they would. We would leave. Because the issue is this: Dak Prescott next year is old fifty nine mil. Like he's old fifty nine mil. That's gonna hurt Dallas because they got." unfortunately learn how to pay anybody right right like they gave zeke that big contract and they still kind of paying on zeke and then now they got to pay that da- uh dak who for a lot of people are now trying to slowly giving up on him right but the thing with dak is dak has complete control of where he wants to go so if he wants to get traded he has the final say on where he gets traded it's not like uh a lot of other places where or players who have that um you know who don't have control over like they get traded they get traded to whoever they get traded he has final say on where he gets traded and michael parsons came out and said like yo my brother's comments are his That ain't me i ride with my team right like he didn't specifically say like he ride with dak he said he does ride for his team I'm quoting i'm quoting right i'm paraphrasing but he never said dak and i think a lot of people kind of came out like oh is there beef between like there's no beef between them but the problem is this um Dak is going to be if he does get traded if they do trade him I highly doubt they'll trade him but knowing Jerry Jones there is a strong possibility of you know him getting traded because you know Jerry Jones like to make those spa- splash plays right like let's not forget you know almost nine years ago when Dak got drafted he drafted Dak when he still had Tony Romo who was still good right like he still had Tony Romo at the time frame so let's not act like Jerry won't just be like, hey, you know what? Let's make a splash play and try to go get, you know, a quarterback in there in the draft right now because this is a quarterback heavy draft. So don't be shocked if that happens. But if Dak does end up getting traded, he can mess up a lot of stuff for a lot of people because Dak is still like a very top. You know, he's still a top eight quarterback, right? Like there are not too many other quarterbacks that I would take over Dak Prescott, right? Like three of them are. I wouldn't even say three I would say two of them Are playing this Sunday And Lamar Jackson And Patrick Mahomes Right like those are the only two Playing this Sunday That I would take over Dak Prescott Dak is still a top eight quarterback And if Dak is to get traded To a team You know Anywhere right Like let's just say Because this is now Becoming a real hot spot For some reason Atlanta right Like Bill Belichick May be going there To Atlanta um, You know They making a Try to make a play For John Harbaugh Right like you know Maybe even out of doubt, if they try to make a play for B- Pete Carroll, I don't think Pete Carroll and Atlanta would work, but I think, you know, it works more than Bill Belichick, but whatever. Um, if by some chance they can land like Bill Belichick, don't be surprised if Dak Prescott doesn't walk into Jerry Jones's office and be like, Hey, trade me to Atlanta now. Like, let's figure out how this works. Let's figure out how I get traded to Atlanta. Cause Atlanta is probably the best spot for him because A gives him a fresh start. Like we all, we've been talking about this for the longest with Justin Fields. It gives, you know, Justin Fields needs a fresh start here and needs a fresh start there. Just like, well, Dak needs a better fresh start because if he goes to Atlanta, he's got a potentially a great offensive right there, right? Kyle Pitt, uh, B. John Robinson, Drake London, right? Like you have a great offensive line, not a great, but a decent offensive line there. And we have seen when arthur smiths like to give them plays that they actually can play right they have a defense there that still needs some work to be done on it but if they go get a defensive-minded coach like bill belichick that can work the problem is with jerry is i don't know if jerry wants to do that i think jerry is the reason why dallas you'll probably never win a super bowl until jerry is you know called up to the upstairs right like i don't like you know I don't think y'all ever going to win a Super Bowl until that happens. Because I think Jerry likes the publicity more than the actual results, right? Like sometimes uh, this is just me and my, you you know, tinfoil hat. I think Jerry likes more the fact that he doesn't win the Super Bowl because he still gets brought up. Bro, like Dallas has been gone out of the playoffs for about two weeks now. And they're still talking about Dallas like they're playing next week. Like, I think that's more Jerry what he likes versus like actually being in the title game. I think the problem is Jerry doesn't know how to like step away because again, I'll be honest with you outside of like Robert Kraft because he's some stuff he got into in Jupiter, Florida. Do we really know any other, like, owners like that, right? Like, we may know, like, GMs. We may know, like, presidents of football operations, but we don't know owners like that because they tend to stay back. They tend to stay back. Like, Shad Khan's the only one I know of because I watch wrestling. So, Shad Khan is Tony Khan's father, owner of AEW. That's the only reason why I know the owners of Jacksonville Jaguars. But if Dak wants to leave Dallas, I'll tell you this – it will be a domino effect because Dallas has a huge hole in needs to field. Dak will definitely get you a first round pick without a doubt. He may get you two or three first round picks. So that could happen. And then if that, if Dallas goes into the, you know, they kind of sort of get rid of that contract a little bit. They still owe, owe him some money, but they'll get rid of that contract a little bit. And Atlanta has like, Atlanta, I think is like fourth in cap space. So they can pay Dak. That's no problem. They can pay back. They get their quarterback. Atlanta gets their quarterback. Dallas gets draft picks. Now you're looking at Dallas as potentially like, if I'm the Chicago Bears, if I'm Washington, if I'm uh, the Patriots, Dallas has an interesting trade offer for you, right? Because those top three teams, you know, some people think the Bears need a quarterback. I personally don't. We'll get into that later. Uh, but, you know, Washington needs a quarterback. New England needs a quarterback. Right. If I'm those top three teams and Dallas walks in there with like, you know, two first round picks this year. Right. Um, a first round pick next year and a third round pick for a year from now. That's an interesting trade offer for that. And, you know, and again, just think about that. Right. Kayla Williams as a Dallas Cowboy. I think that would be. Tremendous for the NFL, terrible for Caleb Williams, because Caleb Williams will now have an immense amount of pressure on him from day one. If you all thought like Chicago was gonna be infamous for their pressure, oh my god, imagine walking into Dallas, right? You got all of these you know pieces, you got CD Lamb here, you got you know Tony uh, Tony Pollock back there, you got Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, you got this defense, it's Jerry World, you know, the lights are always brighter in Dallas, right? And you walk in there and you have it, it basically it is Super Bowl of Bust from that first fan frame, right? Because you're walking into everything. So if I'm Dak Prescott, I am I have a lot more power than a lot of people think they that he does, right? Like they think Jerry has more of it. No, 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 no. Dak has every little bit of power right now because it wherever he goes, it would be a domino effect. Now again, this is all hypothetical, right? Dak. I'm not saying Dak is leaving Dallas, so don't write this on there. I know I got a lot of people who listen to me in Dallas. Don't say I'd said this, but I'm just saying you all know Jerry Jones. You all know Jerry likes to do these splash plays because he likes to be have his name up in the A-block conversation. Don't be surprised if, you know, after the Super Bowl or, you know, three to four weeks before the draft happens, we look up Dak's traded to Atlanta, right? Or traded to someplace else. And now Jerry Jones is walking in there with a bunch of first round draft picks. And you looking at Chicago, he's looking at Washington. He's looking at uh New England and it's like, hey, let's talk. Right. I wouldn't be shocked and I wouldn't not say no either. Cause you could we can all see that happening. Um, speaking of things seeing happening before. So this has been a hot topic for a lot of Chicagoans right 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 now right um obviously with the number one pick via Carolina with the number nine pick via us being bad we have an interesting options going on right I have two scenarios for you that I'm going to introduce for you right I want to set this up scenario one is in which I think is the best option for everyone going forward is to keep justin fields right you keep justin fields he's on his fifth year option so that means you're still he's still on his rookie contract so you're not paying him a ton of money it's our if you go out and you trade down because i've been doing this trade i've been doing this for like a while now i've been like in trade simulators for like the past like three days um i traded down with uh carolina not carolina uh, arizona who has the fourth pick i traded down and i got three first round picks so it's carolina i mean arizona has the number four and the number 27 so you can trade down and get three picks for that number one you can trade down Get you a good wide receiver. Get you a Marvin Harrison Jr. Get you a uh, neighbors, right? Get you a Romeo Azul from Washington, right? You can still get a good receiver at four. Go get you at nine. Offensive tackle, right? Joe Alton probably will be there, right? If not, go get a defensive player. You know, you know, maybe the kid out of UCLA would still be there maybe Jeraine Burst from Florida State would be there right get you something to build that defense get you an edge rusher because those are the three most important things that you need right now you need a wide receiver edge rusher and an offensive tackle to go along with Darnell White Darnell Wright needs a partner Montez Sweat needs a partner DJ Moore needs a partner right those are your three key places that you want to field right if you can fix those issues right Resign Jalen Johnson, right? Like, don't he already said he doesn't want to reset the cornerback market? He just wants to be paid like a top corner, which he is. Like coming back, he automatically was in the conversations for being one of the better cornerbacks this year. He's already going to a Pro Bowl. He's an All Pro, so like he deserves All Pro money. So like, pay him what he's worth. And then you can still go out and fix either the offensive line or the secondary because I don't think Eddie Jackson is going to be there much longer i think he get he gets cut to kind of save money and you go out and you draft a young guy you know again doesn't have to be you know first round could be second or third but i think you go out and get somebody to replace eddie jackson right like you want to get younger in that secondary and eddie has been great for us for like the past five years it's always just time to move on from certain positions though and i think it might work better for the bears um you can go out and get somebody you can draft somebody right it's it's there for the picking, right? I say keep Justin Fields because with the new, again, this would be his, what, fourth offensive coordinator in, like, four years or third and four years. His third in four years, right? Like, his third in four years. Justin has shown improvement, right? Like, I think the problem is – as fans, we have become so used to seeing guys light up the stats that we don't actually take a minute and look at what we're looking at, right? This past, like, again, last week, Lamar Jackson against Houston, Texas, did not have a great game, right? 152 in the air, ran for 100, right? So altogether, he accounted for 252 yards of the Ravens offense, right? He had four touchdowns, two in the air, one on the, two on the ground, right? people if you took that again if you blind took those somebody those stats, you would think that oh that wouldn't be great like they're so used to seeing like 400 500 yard games and throwing it deep every you know every play you know oh we got to throw it deep like you got to have like the Patrick Mahomes mentality of it guys have tried to clone the Patrick Mahomes method and it hasn't worked right like there's only one Patrick Mahomes right that's only one of them y'all missed y'all opportunity to get him right Y'all keep saying that Caleb. this is why I'm so nervous with Caleb Williams, because every time I bring up Caleb Williams, he's a generational talent. He's a once in a lifetime. He's a can't miss. You know, he's a can't miss prospect. You know, if you don't get him, you'll have to face him a few times a year. You'll always be kicking yourself. You know, like they said a lot of the stuff about Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence has not panned out to where everybody has said he was. Right. Like there's always the he's a can't miss prospect generational talent the guy's gonna be the guy for years to come and we still haven't really seen it from the last guy which is trevor lawrence right so when you talk about like can't miss prospects like if you get him and again there's that 50 50 chance if he hits cool great you guys got it for the next you know 10 years 5 15 years whatever right like he's gonna be a great quarterback if you miss, we're starting this process over in three more years, right? So I would just say stick to what you guys have, build around Justin Fields. And if you guess what, you can still draft a quarterback. You can still, to me personally, go get the kid out of Florida State. Like he's hurt. So the good thing about it is it's not like he has to worry about building, not like he has to worry about Justin, right? He's hurt. Jordan Travis is hurt. He's going to take a while before he gets better. So he gets the city year. If Justin doesn't work out, we've seen Jordan Travis work. In Florida State, like Florida State was balling until he got hurt, right? If you go get somebody like that, have him sit behind Justin Fields, learn a little bit, right? That's how you get the Jordan Loves of the world, right? Like have him sit, right? Like have him sit, learn. Like Patrick Mahomes, his first year didn't play until week 18. Or wait, no, this is back. So it was week 17 back when it was on 17 season. Um, 17 games. This is week 17 when he sat behind Alex Smith. Everybody knew. Patrick Mahomes was up next Alex Smith knew Patrick Mahomes was up next But everybody just was like Just chill We got this We're going to let it grow right? Again, Let it mature Let it, burn, let it build up You know, I'm going to use some bank terms real quick Let it mature Let it accrue interest So that way you can actually cash it out later That's the problem with a lot of y'all I'm going to use some gambling terms now Y'all don't want to cash out when y'all see it Y'all try to ride it all the way out And that's why y'all be losing like 10, 10 bucks every other weekend i'm up by the way i'm up like 40 bucks just let y'all know it's not bragging i just want to let everybody know i was up 40 bucks um thank you lamar jackson two touchdowns appreciate that um but yeah no you let it build and let it grow and then hey justin doesn't work out now you can turn to the kid and say here you go here's the reins right he's had time to learn under that offense right he's got time to mature then it goes but then you have scenario two which Again, if it, if this happens, now, mind you, either way, I'm happy, right? Like, I'm a Bears fan, so either way it goes. I will be upset to see Justin leave, but I'm not going to be like, well, I'm done with the franchise now. I've been through too much hurt to be done with him. Um, Trey Justin, right? Like, a lot of people have been saying that Justin Fields himself is at the least worth a second-round pick. Uh, depending on the first, on the right type of people, you can get maybe a first-round pick for him. Uh, some of the trades I've done with Justin Fields, I've gotten, you know, at the very least second, third round pick this year and then two seconds next year. So, I mean, he's worth that. You know, accrued a, you know, pick that you traded away from Montez Sweat, which everybody, again, everybody else was like, that was a terrible trade and look how that turned out. So, yeah, you get the second round pick back that you traded for Montez Sweat. Um, and then, yeah, and then you go drive Caleb Williams, Right. Now, there's a flip side to that coin. I think Caleb Williams is a very good quarterback. Do I think he's a generation? I don't believe there is a such thing as a gener. I think a generational talent comes around once in a generation, right? There was only one Joe Montana. There was only one Tom Brady. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. You don't get two of those guys in the same time frame. You only get one of them, right? Like you may get every now and then, you know, you get a Tom Brady, Hey, there is just so happens to be a Peyton Manning. You get a, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, there just so happens to be, you know, a Lamar Jackson or a Joe Burrow, right? Like you may or may not get two of those guys, but there's always one generational guy. That's why it only exists in one generation. And right now, we just so happen to be living in the Patrick Mahomes generation. So I don't think Caleb Williams is like the best quarterback since Patrick Mahomes. Because again, Patrick Mahomes wasn't even that good coming out of college. People forget about that. But do I think he's a fantastic talent? Yes. Do I think he makes spectacular plays? Yes. Do I think he has issues? Of course, he's a rookie. Everybody's going to have that. There are going to be growing pains. And if we set through years and years of years of not drafting the quarterback when we're supposed to, I think it's okay to draft the quarterback now, right? Um, everybody's talking about, well, we missed out on C.J. Strout. C.J. Strout, Strout was a— phenomenon right like this year like he was phenomenal right he's an anomaly right like we didn't hey we had the <laughs> we had the misfortune of having like ohio state quarterbacks and you know they tend to not pan out too well in the nfl right like let's just be honest right like be honest right he, he's breaking the mold on that one but with cj stroud i think this will happen was he got put in the perfect situation he got put to the texans where they had no expectations right they had a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie edge rusher, right? The team was not built to succeed, right? Like, they weren't supposed to be getting to the playoffs until at least two seasons from that, right? They were a little bit above, you know, above the where they're supposed to be, right? That doesn't happen, you know, if we get C.J. Stroud. Because C.J. Stroud drops into the Bears, they're automatically consumed to be a playoff team, right? Like, so, no, like, drafting C.J. Stroud now would have not worked. Um, but if we do take Caleb Williams, I just think it would be I want to everybody to cool their jets a little bit, right? Because getting Caleb Williams does not automatically mean we're a playoff team. We're you know, we're we're going to be in the playoffs, like right? It's going to take some time, right? Like Caleb Williams again. Caleb Williams is going to get dropped into the NFC North, right? Like the NFC North and the AFC South are two drastically different divisions, right? Like one is built off of. Fast paced offense, the other one is hard nose defense, right? And until he can figure out how to play quarterback position at the NFL level, it's going to be a lot of growing pain. So if we do draft him, I just want everybody to slow their roles. But by drafting by drafting him, we do free up some money so that way we can go out and get, you know, potentially a good offense, right? Like we could go out and get Tyler Boyd from, you know, Cincinnati, right? I think he is a very underrated receiver, right? Like a number three behind, you know, T. Higgins and, you know, Jamar Chase, which I think if we go out and get him, you know, kind of make it step him up to that number two row behind DJ Moore, they can kind of see his maturation grow into that, right? Like they can even go out and get Joe Everett as a tight end to kind of go along with Cole Komet, kind of help him out a little bit more, take some of the pressure off him. Like Robert Tunyon didn't really pan out. Like, a lot of people thought he would. He didn't really come and be that kind of other option for, you know, Justin Fields and kind of take some of the pressure off of Cole Komet as well. But Cole Komet still ended up being one of the better tight ends in the league this year. And then you can even fix the defense, right? Like, you can go get a Bryce Huff, right? Like, he's not an every-down defensive edge rusher, but he's enough on, like, pass, um, passing situation to where he can add a little bit of extra pressure for Montez Sweat, you know, kind of free him up too, right? Like, Montez didn't get as many opportunities because he was getting double-teamed a lot because he had nobody on the other side to kind of go get him. Like, and Ngakwe was supposed to be that, but he never really panned out, so to speak. So, like, you go get someone who can, you know, help out in that spot. So you go get that. And then you can still even draft, right? Because you still, if you trade that, you still have the number, you know, the number nine pick and then you still have some number two picks with the trade from Justin Fields right it's just depending on the situation that you're in each scenario is a win for the Chicago Bears it's just depending on like can they play it out now the biggest issue is can the Bears themselves get this right because both of these scenarios are good it's just the problem is now can the Bears do this right because this would be a big opportunity for them, right? Like, getting Caleb Williams, a guy who's a spectacular quarterback, is going to bring a lot of eyes into your um, organization, right? I don't believe the rumors that he wants partial ownership of the team, whoever gets drafted to like that. I, that, I feel like those are just, like, just to kind of, like, see who wants to, like, tailor off of him, right? Like, oh, oh he wants a partial ownership? Like, sure, okay, cool, whatever. Like, no team is going to offer a rookie partial ownership of, the, of their uh, team, right? no um but the bears have to figure out what they are going to do right can they get this right because if they don't get this right it's going to be a lot of calls for like that organization to be sold right like especially if you're trying to move if you're trying to like move to the arlington heights neighborhood and that's the product that you're going to get there it's going to get left empty it's hard so if the bears have a lot more pressure if they go get Caleb williams because. They don't have any room to fail if they do, if that happens. So with the Bears, it could end up being this year is like the turning point for that franchise, right? Because either two of these scenarios goes bad. You're looking at some like a lot of people will be like sell the team, damn it. So we'll see. Um, I just think if the Bears get this right, I think down the line we could have potentially hopefully get back to what we were i want to say when the Lovey smith era was there so hopefully they can get it right but it's also chicago Bears, so i never get my hopes up too much um speaking of hopes it's playoff time baby we've had some great playoff games recently like um i think this might might be my favorite run of playoffs just from the teams from the storylines from everything right like jared golf beating his former team, right? Detroit getting its first playoff win since, you know, speaking of speaking of that, um, for those of you who don't know, Detroit has not won a playoff game since 1991. Allow me to tell you things that existed, that now exist since the uh, Lions won a playoff game. Uh, Netflix. Yeah. So Netflix did exist. Let me rephrase this. Netflix did exist. But it wasn't what y'all thought it was. It wasn't, you know, turn it on while I try to smash you. No, 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 no. Netflix used to be they would mail you DVDs. Okay, kids. For those of you who don't know, DVDs used to be these things on like CDs, the circle things with the holes in them that you put in the you put in the leaf, <laughs> right? They, that you get it. So like they would mail you these things. So you would go in, pick the movies, and they would mail them to you. It's kind of like Blockbuster. Okay, Blockbuster used to be, <laughs> but no, they used to. So yeah, that's Netflix in itself. The streaming Netflix didn't even start to '97. Speaking of streaming, email didn't exist when the last time the Lions won, uh, you know, the last time the Lions won a playoff game, right? The email didn't exist. Google didn't exist either. Google didn't come around to 96. So, and uh, with Google and the email, of course, social media wasn't there. Like Facebook, Twitter, you know, I think like, no not even that No like like Tag might have been out by then I don't even think Like Tag or even Black Planet Probably Black Planet No not even Black Planet Because Black Planet was like 6th grade for me I figured that out So But to be fair They still had to dial up internet So you had to You know the noise where If your mama was on the phone She could tell you was on the computer Instead of doing your homework um, One, But the most important thing That didn't exist um, Nah nah I, I've been married long enough No not to say this but my wife wasn't around when the Lions, last time the Lions won playoff game. Y'all can do the math on that. Y'all can do the math on that. But no, but the Lions are now in the championship game. Um, the Lions, I will say this. It is impressive to see how far, how short a time frame the Lions have gotten good, Right. Um, of course, when Dan Campbell got hired, a lot of people, including me, thought it was a backwards hire. Right, like um, they hired him coming off the Matt Patricia year where he was terrible from the Bill Belichick tree. Uh, a lot of people thought that it was a weird hire. It was like a typical Detroit hire, but you know, in his first year, he you know went I think what I think he went five and eleven his first year. Uh, his second year, where he was about to be fired, he went. 0-8 for, like, the first eight games and then ended up running off, like, um, nine straight victories to, you know, finish the season 9-8, and eight, you know, eliminating the Packers from the playoffs, you know, stopping their run. And a lot of people were shocked at how they went. You know, they made the splashy trade to go get Jared Goff. They traded um, Matt Stafford, the guy who's been there for forever. They traded him. They traded their guys, and a lot of people were, like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't think they're going to be good. And then they ended up riling off becoming a very good team, right? Like they had a weird draft where they go get, you know, people like Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, you know, Josh Campbell. A lot of people thought like this is the typical Lions. And they ended up being a team that ended up being a very good team, right? Like the thing that I will say about the Lions is that they're so far ahead of schedule. I don't think people even knew how to play it right. So the thing with the Lions is they may be ended up winning and going to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. Um, if Debo is hurt, I can't see the 49ers winning because I think a lot of people are finally kind of coming to the realization that Brock Purdy is a very good, like Cam said at best. He's a very good game manager. He's an elite game manager. That means he does everything he does possible not to lose the game. Which is good, right? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, you can win Super Bowls by doing everything you possibly can to not lose the game. But I just think the Lions have the Lions have that special thing that sets them apart from San Francisco is they're playing with house money, right? Sean, uh, like, Dan Campbell, again, the guy who was a tight end for the Lions, by the way, like, he played for the Lions when they were 0-16. So he literally, by the way was literally there for the rebuild completely right like he played with them and now he's coaching them to be where they are now um now again how long this lasts I'm not sure how long this lasts but we're gonna see but I will say this if Debo Samuels doesn't play because I think Debo Samuels is one of the key factors into that game like he's one of the key engines right of course you got Christian McCaffrey of course George Kittle but I think Debo Samuels does so many things that if he's out it limits them a lot more right and this is Brock Purdy's kind of revenge game right because Brock Purdy will always have that question mark hanging over his head of if I wasn't hurt in the Philadelphia game last year would the 49ers been back in the Super Bowl right so this is why it's gonna be a big game for Brock Purdy and I don't think Brock Purdy can handle that pressure just yet i think he might crumble a little bit and i think detroit gets to the playoff i mean gets to the super bowl I, i'm just saying i think detroit beats the 49ers just because they the 49ers have everything to lose the detroit lions have nothing to lose right the detroit lions can go in there and lose and everybody's gonna say like man they're good be ready for the lions the next few years right 49ers lose cal shanahan gets under this microscope right we look at Brock Purdy like, ooh, you know. I mean, he had a nice little run, but this is the second time, right? Like, he got to the NFC Championship game, and this time he didn't get hurt, so he can't blame that. So, we'll see. Um, but I think the most important game this uh, weekend is going to be Kansas City versus Baltimore for two reasons, right? Like, um, Kansas City and Baltimore, both of these teams have something to prove somewhat right like lamar jackson let's take lamar jackson for example a lot of people said that lamar jackson was not going to be a good quarterback he should have been a wide receiver right he goes out wins unanimous mvp loses in the first round you can't win with a running quarterback um they're probably not even going to keep him signed right like he doesn't have an agent he did his own contract he brought his mom to the contract negotiation you know uh he you know the ravens aren't gonna pay him the money that he's worth he played on a contract got hurt last two seasons everything is built up kind of built up to this moment right here right to where lamar can kind of shut everything up right i personally want him to win because i'm just so tired of the conversation of like you can't win with a running quarterback i want him to get to the super bowl and win the super bowl so this conversation can be done with because like i don't think people truly understand the fact that the quarterback position has changed right like if you look at it right now even people like joe Burrows, right can move in the pocket with some type of level of athletic ability right like there's no longer just the stand in the pocket you know check 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 check, check nobody's open check down right it's stand in the pocket one two three nobody's open go right I don't think people understand that is the new age quarterback right now. And it was kind of started with Lamar, right? Like Lamar has kind of changed the quarterback game to the point where people just can't accept it. Their minds are so trapped in that way of just like, no, if that happens, we change, you know, we have to you know, adapt it. Right. Problem is because a lot of those quarterbacks that run really fast don't look like the people that talking about them right because Josh Allen Josh Allen can make great plays with his legs oh look at Josh Allen he's such he shows such grit and determination Lamar Jackson did the same play oh he's so dumb he can't read the play you know I like my quarterbacks to be more quarterbacky right like bro like Lamar Jackson is the future of quarterback like more quarterbacks are going to be like Lamar Jackson versus they're going to be like a Tom Brady like stop it let it go but this is what I'm saying like This is kind of like Lamar Jackson's like proof again, right? Because you got the best person to prove it against, right? In Kansas City, right? Kansas City, the bouncers, right? The Grim Reapers, like where people literally dreams go to die, right? They have to go to uh, Baltimore though, right? Like, so it's a bit different, right? They have to go to Baltimore to prove it, right? And in Kansas City cases, they're in kind of the same boat, right? Like if they can, like again, This has been the hardest season for Kansas City, right? Like Kansas City has not looked as dominant as they should have been in the past, right? They did not look good. You know, they had a lot of questions about is Patrick Mahomes, you know, I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes done, but is Patrick Mahomes the reason why they can't get back to the Super Bowl, right? Because they had to pay, you know, him so much money, they had no money to kind of give everybody else. They have no receivers there. The receivers they got are dropping balls left and right. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are such a distraction. You know, you know, I think this might be the end of the Kansas City dynasty. And then, oh, just by the way, they're literally a game away from getting back to the Super Bowl. Right. And if you're Patrick Mahomes, you have to look at this as well. And is saying, like, if we can do this, we would silence everyone. Right. Like he would take I will say this. He would take Brady's place as being the greatest NFL quarterback of all time and he still has time to go right like he still has years left on his body left to go play um so this is why this game to me is so important is because it has the chance to kind of propel to potential you know quarterbacks for the future right Lamar wins he changes the faces of you know what a quarterback's supposed to be and if Patrick wins he kind of solidifies himself as the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, I, I would put him over, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl, I would put him over guys like Joe Montana. I would put him over guys like, you know, Flutie. I would put him over guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manny, right? Like, you have to put him over guys like that because he's done something that a lot of people haven't been able to do, which is win at a consistent level, like, right? has not been one season where Patrick Mahomes has not at least gotten to the AFC championship game not one right at one as he's a starter all 7 of his seasons he's been a starter he has at least made it to the AFC championship game like now the two times he got booted out the only two people that ever do was Brady and Bur- Burrow's right he has at least gotten there not too many other quarterbacks can say that their story ends at the AFC championship game or at the very least the Super Bowl right like not too many people can say that. And if he can get back to it, this solidifies him. I personally think that this is Baltimore's best chance to do it, right? You got him at home. You got a defense that is very good, right? You got a defense that is lights out from each level, right? You have a defense that can do it, right? You have Lamar who, again, you look at the game against Houston, right? Houston was bringing the blitz almost every other down. And then the second... Quarter. I mean the second half they stopped well they tried to keep blitzing it but they just ended up making it easier for Lamar to do run right they let back the defense stepped up and held them to note again outside of the punt return Houston didn't score a touchdown that game right the punt return was the only thing they had like Houston did not score a touchdown and the game thing is Lamar good thing about it Lamar doesn't have to do everything right Lamar has been so good At learning how not to do everything, that's why he has stepped up and been a better quarterback this year. And that he knows, hey, I can slice and dice you from this pocket, but I can also kill you with the run. And the problem is, I don't know if Kansas City defense, who is marketably way better, like this is the best defense Patrick Mahomes has played with. I don't know if Kansas City's defense has an answer for Lamar Jackson, right? Like we've seen in the Super Bowl, you know, Nick Bolton was able to kind of keep uh, Jalen Hurts in the pocket but Lamar is a different type of beast like you can think he has him tackled and he still end up getting a 10 to, you know a 10 to 15 yard run on you right like he can answer that like that but I think Lamar I think it's going to be rocky in the first half I think even the first quarter is going to be a little rocky because Lamar wants to prove it with his arm but I just think after a while I think coaching is going to come down to it right I think John Harbaugh while John Harbaugh is a great coach, Andy Reid is a phenomenal Hall of Fame first ballot coach, I just think John Harbaugh is going to have a better game plan on how to neutralize Patrick Holmes, not stop him, just neutralize him enough so that way they give them chance, an opportunity to have the ball last and win. So I pick Baltimore. I think it's going to be a Baltimore-Detroit. That's going to be a black-ass Super Bowl. Baltimore and Detroit. Oh, and they got to go to – oh, Lord, they got to go to Vegas too. Oh, boy the bookies are going to be busy in vegas if you run into a man who got two first names don't make a bet with him if his name starts with big anything don't make a bet with him because you if this ain't like FanDuel, he ain't gonna get you he ain't gonna cash you out no 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 pimp i need my money and he ain't gonna ask for it nicely he gonna come to a guy he gonna come to your door with a man named fat tony uh-uh. and short rick and you ain't gonna have no kneecaps this is going to be a black. Oh my God. This is a, And Usher performing too. This is a black oh. ass Super Bowl. This is going to be a black. I don't think America is re- ready. This is going to be. See, this is the Super Bowl of two Americas right now. Because they're going to have Post Malone doing America the Beautiful. And then Usher out there. You think Usher going to be on roller skates? I want him to do a roller skate. He ain't going to have a shirt on. I'm going to tell you that i'm just saying i hope Usher. should i'll just i'm just hoping if it hey listen listen everybody in vegas if y'all gonna bother usher make sure y'all get y'all shots as y'all know again he 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 when he say he uh let it burn he he ain't joking about uh-uh. that remember kids you can't get rid of it you can only suppress it uh-uh. <laughs> and on that note it's time to go <laughs> That's how you leave. You always leave on a high note. On a high note? <laughs> that, or you, a controversial note. Yeah, same difference. Come high. It's not controversial. It's a let's try. What is it's, the truth? It is it the truth. Is the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know what you know. <laughs> All right, y'all. Shout out to Loreen really for putting me on. Shout out to Sandra for helping me out on the show. Until next time, guys, I got two fingers for you, deuces.